Okay. So, uh, it looks like we are live. And, um, all right, let's get started. So, today is um, the third day of me going live. But, but, there's a big but. Uh, yesterday, I wasn't able to come online and share with you some conversation starters. So the reason being, and I want to dedicate today's uh, live to a topic of discussing with you uh, two very, very important things to take into account in 2021 and even starting today. So the two topics are self-awareness and health. Health containing many different topics in it, right? But still, today's conversation will be about self-awareness and health. Uh, for me, it's a super important topic. And um, I, I say that straight away, up front. I'm not an expert in health. And by far, my health isn't optimal. But I'm on a journey to make things right for myself. And uh, what I want to share with you is to start a conversation and get ideas moving into the direction of optimizing health. And um, without kind of... Uh, being too far off in the terms of uh, health topic, I've been studying a lot about health in the past several years. But uh, as you know, we can know a lot, but without putting it into practice, we'll have barely no effect of that knowledge on our lives. So today I want to touch upon what I know about health. I want to start that conversation about self-awareness and health. And let's see where this puts us uh, in the near future. Because for me, one of the major goals for 2021 is optimizing my health. And with the surrounding, with the people that I'm connected with and with my community that I'm trying to grow, this is one of the main directions where I will put my focus on and put my energy into for 2021. So today I want to start a conversation, a conversation about self-awareness and health. Let's start off with health at first and look at the dimensions of health that are impacting our life on a day-to-day -day basis. So there are three components to like major components to health that we should talk about. First is mental health, emotional health, and physical health. So these three components are all part of health, yet there are so many of us that touch only one component and leave out the others. There are so many experts out there that touch on one topic of it and leave out the others. And we have to focus on all three of them, a holistic view on health, to make a difference in all of those spheres of life that we want to progress on in the upcoming year. So let's talk about what kind of components are there to each of the following sections. So let's start from physical. This is the main part of health that we all know of, right? This is, um, this is the part that majority of people preach. And uh, what do we know about physical health, right? Uh, we know about this word called dieting, right? We know about uh, keeping our body fit. And uh, basically, those two components go in line. So it's basically food and it's physical exercise, right? Those two components of physical health, these are major ones that are out there, right? So people focus either on balancing or managing weight or on food. Uh, there are so many people who promote just the uh, food aspect as 
it being 80% of basic physical uh, wellness. So if we look at physical wellness, right, there's so many uh, studies done that uh, talk about the idea that our physical health is 80% what we consume rather than the other way around of putting all our emphasis on physical exercise. So in terms of health, yeah, we have these two issues, right? We have to focus on what we put into ourselves as well as upkeep our body to keep ourselves physically fit and uh, fit not in terms of going into the direction of like body uh, bodybuilding or body fitness or whatnot. It's just the major idea of keeping all of the systems that are within our body in correct physical functioning, right? So it's, uh, what do we have in our body, right? We have joints, we have muscles, as well as we have our organs that uh, are in need of proper nutrition and uh, Basically, those components are needed to be taken care of with physical exercise, with stretches, with uh, gymnastics, as well as properly uh, thinking and preparing what do we put into ourselves, right? So that is the physical aspect of wellness that we all should be focusing on and studying. And plus, if we look at the organ side of things, right, uh, many people don't touch this topic and understand there's a core function in our physical body of our gut. And the gut, besides it's being one of the main systems in our body that uh, helps us to absorb all the nutrients, to uh, work through that everything food has to offer, right? There's this main idea that, okay, we have our stomach and the stomach functions as one of the first steps in digestive processes, right? And then after it goes through this digestive process and it gets the needed like acids and everything else to uh, then for our gut to be able to break it down into the right needed components and nutrients and take everything we need into our body. So we always have to remember that it's not only about our stomach, but it's also about our gut. And here comes the major pivotal thing. We need to think about gut health. And I want to share with you with um, one thing that I studied, like besides the major thing where we understand we need to look at our gut health first, we also need to be aware of that there are many companies out there that specifically um, are working towards studying the gut component. So the gut has a microbiome. It's it's like a community of microorganisms that are so-called symbiotes. The symbiotes are organisms that um, live in codependency with us. And uh, the major idea with the symbiotes and the microbiome is that we provide our microbiome with food. And we have to remember it's uh, the majority of things that we obtain from food isn't digested or processed by our body. It's digested and processed by the microbiome. A microbiome is a community of microbes that we host in our body and them digesting what we put in through that digestive process that the bacteria goes through they produce the needed nutrients for our body to be healthy. So um, talking about this aspect of actually the microbiome, there are companies out there that specifically study the microbiome of your body 
and give you recommendations based on what is there. They analyze the whole community of the microbiome in your system and provide you recommendations in terms of what kind of classes of food uh, they put basically they classify food into four major uh, things, right? It's consume as much as you want because it's super healthy for your microbiome. Consume a little bit less, but still consume because it's healthy. Something that you should uh, kind of start getting rid out of your system and things you should stop consuming altogether. So these four classifications of food intake we have to be aware of. And such companies as, for example, Wyom, that is the major one that I know of. I know that there are some companies also around the world that also are into this topic of studying the microbiome to provide dietary recommendations. But majorly, Wyom is the number one I've, I know of. And um, a big up to the CEO uh, of Wyom, who is doing great work in trying to promote an understanding and one of the major things that um, they tell about is that the majority of our chronic diseases come from disbalance in our, uh, basically, food intake. So this disbalance is uh, causing the inflammation, the disbalance of uh, nutrients and many other things in our body. And that's why it's super important to look not only at what we consume from a standpoint of some certain diet, like being vegan or being vegetarian or being raw eaters or I don't know. There are so many dietary uh, systems out there, but what they look at is that they try to universalize our health. Yet at the same time, we have to understand that where we live and what we consumed up to this day is creating our microbiome the community of the microbes inside of us, the symbiotes, right? And uh, depending on our unique consistency of our, our microbiome in our body, there are certain um, foods that we should avoid and certain foods that we should eat to balance out those, uh, let's say, colonies of microbes that consist of the, um, that all together uh, come together to form that microbiome of our body and to balance out the domination, right? Uh, there are many disbalances in our body happen due to the fact that a certain microbe colony within the microbiome is predominant and is causing disbalance of the nutrients in our body. So looking into that direction can bring you a lot of great insights in terms of what you should eat and what you should avoid. And in general, of course, there are many systems that are uh, specifically believed as to be super healthy for our or original way of being, like uh, being vegan or vegetarian. Some perceive it as the main way to go in many different cultures and from many different perspectives, it can be so. But yet again, we have to treat our body as a unique source of wellness. And to understand it better, one of the biggest things you can do is understand what your microbiome consists of. And then, you, through that process of understanding, build a dietary re regime for your body uniquely, which changes every three months, right? So uh, through the process where you get the testing, you go through that dietary uh, rebalancing of what you consume, and then you do the testing again to see how the microbiome responded. And eventually, through time, you balance it out 
And uh, one of the major things that uh, they say about it is that you are able to remove practically majority of the chronic diseases as well as uh, the inflammation that causes those diseases in the first place. So that is the thing that I wanted to, t- uh, wanted to tell about the physical body and what we should pay attention to besides these so-called diets that people sit on. And another idea that we should really focus on in addition to that is that uh, we need to properly understand what is a diet, right? Majority of us believe that a diet is something we sit on and then stand from, right? It's something temporarily, right? But diet means a way of consumption as a lifestyle, And it isn't something that we sit on for several weeks or for several months. This is a process of food intake that takes into account your physical well-being and develops it as a lifestyle. So this is also a major thing that I wanted to share as an idea in the direction of your physical health. As well as we need to look at the exercises. Many just remove the idea from their life of having a sustainable flow, inflow, let's say, of physical practices. And uh, for many, we have to understand we don't really need to mutilate our body with heavy physical exercises. What we truly do need is introduce a flow of physical activity that works through all the muscle systems, that works through all the joint systems in our body, and keeps them active. Through uh, different lifestyles that we have, like being in front of the computer for the whole day, or being uh, standing, standing at work for the whole day, uh, there can be super big problems with muscles like I had yesterday. Uh, my major problem yesterday was the idea that I've did, I didn't work and put in sufficient attention towards uh, one sector of my body that is heavily influenced by my work uh, regime. And my work regime is basically sitting down and working in front of the computer. I believe the majority of you with the lockdown are doing just the same. And we have to take uh, into account that there are certain muscle groups that demand during the day, multiple time attention to relieve the strain that our muscles obtain during that workload. And basically, muscles have two functions. They have a stretch function and a relaxation function. And every single movement that we do, every single word we say, every single uh, position we put ourselves on activates muscles. They either relieve tension or become tense. And through time, as there's a, uh, I don't remember the specific term uh, in sport, but basically what you can get is through constantly putting pressure on certain muscles, they become become blocked up, blocked up. Because uh, the more you put a strain to a certain muscle, the more it stays strained, the more of those um, fibers within the muscle become strained. Because like the muscle is a huge system of small muscle fibers. And through the process of stretching and relaxing, and constantly stretching and relaxing a certain muscle, some, some fibers stay tense. And the more you don't pay attention to those strained muscles, strained fibers, 
the more and more and more of them build up in that muscle. And what happens in the end? Uh, when there's a certain, let's say, level of strain muscle that builds up, it starts uh, basically um, uh, triggering your pain receptors. And then you start getting that back pain. And for me, yesterday was I had a super strong strain that I was struggling with last week. And um, I started introducing more exercise. I went to get some massage, but I need to sustain that level of stretching and movement just over in general uh, to help my body be more flexible and relax those tense muscles. And yesterday I was out like uh, we went uh, for a walk to shop and I came back and I understood that that's it. Like I'm in so much uh, shoulder and neck pain that it was unbearable. I went through a series of, uh, exercises, stretches. Um, my wife helped me with massage. I, and uh, I did some practices to relieve that pain. I even had to take painkillers to ease that pain down because I wasn't able to sleep. And uh, in the end, like today, everything is more or less okay. But now I do like, I try to do nearly every hour, every two hours, a good stretch, like stand up and do some stretches, give some movement that relieves the tension on my shoulders and my back and my neck. That's an important thing for us to realize that we have to constantly move our body to not build up that stress in those muscle fibers and live a more healthy life. So those things and parts of the physical aspect of our health, I wanted to bring to the attention and start the conversation growing and um, moving on, right? So if, um, if you met with such challenges in your life and you've met with such kind of issues in your uh, health and body, share your experiences. What helped you to work through that kind of like muscle tensions and other things in your life? Comment below under this video and share what, what you've been through and what kind of exercises and ideas and, and techniques helped you to balance and stabilize your health condition. That will be super valuable to me and to other viewers that also will be viewing this video later. And I will put together more content around this topic uh, separately, but I wanted to start this conversation today. So that's the physical part. And if I forgot something about the physical part also, about the physical part of health, comment below and let me know. And let's start the conversation going and see what else can we bring up as the physical aspect of our health. Um, and let's move currently to the emotional and the mental part of health as well. As we know, our physical body, the way we treat our physical body, also heavily influences our mind. Uh, there was a big study done and it was proved that um, there is, um, just a second, there is a, a message from YouTube uh, that is giving me a We have a stable connection and it should be fine. Well, let's see. So uh, where was I? So I was talking about the idea that it was proved that there is a... Um, vice versa, right? Not vice versa, but a dual connection between our gut system and our brain. So basically the same way as our mind can influence our body, our gut can influence our mind. And that was proven in a series where there are certain microbes, microbe colonies in our microbiome that when they are in disbalance, 
when you feed them with the wrong things, they start to, um, of course, they spread, they multiply, they start dominating. And when they stop receiving the needed amount of uh, nutrients that they consume to live, they start releasing certain chemicals and that trigger our reactions. Like, uh, for example, there are certain colonies, I don't remember which specific ones, but uh, when you are a fan of sugar and you consume a lot of sugary things, there are certain colonies of microbes that uh, develop in your microbiome. And what they do is when they don't receive the needed amount of sugars and other components, they start producing those chemicals that trigger that craving in your body. And uh, that is where the process where they say like uh, detoxication from sugar, for example, why it works. Because in many cases, what we can have is that uh, we consume so much sugary things that the microbiome and that colony of microbes microbes that thrives on sugar it expands and for us limiting the amount of sugar we will go through uh, a lot of um, hardships to actually pass that period of detoxication from sugar but uh, the colony of those microbiomes will die out and uh, it, the, ba the balance of the microbiome will return to normal so we have to always understand that um, the microbiome that we have in us also has the potential to influence our emotional states. And that's why a healthy gut is super important for a healthy lifestyle. So that is another thing that I wanted to mention here. Now let's move forward and skip emotions for now and go to the mind. And then we will return back to emotions because we have to understand that emotions are temporary. But our mind has the potential to trigger emotions in us. So it's not the other way around. It's not that our emotions trigger our thoughts. It's always our thoughts and mentality trigger our emotional states. So we have to always understand that. And what happens here is basically uh, we have three parts of our brain, right? Uh, the mammalian part. Uh, wait, first is the lizard part, the reptilian part, then is the mammalian part, and then it's the neurocortex. So uh, those three brains, they developed through many, many, many millions of years. Uh, okay, let's call it thousands of years, hundreds of thousands of years in terms of the human species or our past uh, close relatives. But the main idea is that the lizard brain is specifically was built was formed to have physical protection, right? It's all about survival. And our, our lizard brain is all about survival mode. So it doesn't emote, it doesn't uh, think, it only triggers a reaction for us to stay alive. So we have to understand that function uh, as we go forward. Then we have the mammalian brain. Mammalian brain is predominantly focused on our... Uh, okay, we have, sorry, the stream got disconnected on YouTube. So I'll just upload it there from Facebook. Anyway, what I was saying is that um, our mammalian brain was formed and is the center hub of our emotional states and reactions. So our mammalian part is responsible for emotional 
emotional being of ours. And then the neurocortex, this is the logical brain, right? This part of the brain speaks specifically for conscious uh, processing of information. Partially unconscious as well, but basically it processes with logic and rationality what information we receive from our senses. Now, this is where the interesting part goes in terms of our health. That every single thing that we receive from our senses, right? So what we feel, what we smell, what we hear, what we taste, what we see, as well as there are more senses in our bodies we have to think about also, right? It's uh, also, besides that, we have the energy uh, being of ours. We have the aura and we have much more senses in our body than we realize because we cannot see them without specific technologies. But even taking into account just the five senses, we understand that their whole process is all about bringing in information. It goes through the, through the spine into the brain. And uh, basically in the brain, it goes through step by step through our systems. And um, the limbic system right? The, uh, the lizard one, uh, it, it receives the information first and it analyzes oh, the action first. What should we take to survive? It sends that information further into the emotional brain and through the emotional brain into the neurocortex. So when, it, when we actually have something happening uh, in our system, and I've made a small um, misstep in what I meant, that's our thoughts trigger emotions and not the other way around. Uh, we also have to remember that the information flow is in through neurocortex is the last part of our brain to receive those brain signals. So rationality and our rational thought kicks in last because first it goes through the basic survival instincts. Then it goes through the emotional system of analyzing the past and actually saying, is this good? Is this bad? Is this healthy? Is this unhealthy? Uh, is this something that is good for us or bad for us? And emotions start to kick in. And then, only then, receiving all those symptoms and being self-aware enough. So understanding what kind of s signals our body was trained unconsciously and conditioned unconsciously to send further into our rational mind by bringing that to awareness. And that's where self-awareness kicks in heavily. We have to understand that those signals were built into us by our experience as well as conditioning through our close people around us. So the systems, how we should react, how we should feel, how we should respond uh, to and uh, yeah, respond to what is happening around us was unconditionally uh, built into us. And for the process of building self-awareness, we have to understand what triggers our states, what triggers our emotions unconsciously. What are the patterns? What are behaviors? What are the needs? What are the core needs? What are the core wants? What are the core desires of our unconscious being? And how they trigger our responses, uh, our reactions, reactions to life. So that is the process of actually building this self-awareness where we learn what the hell is happening unconsciously in our life. And through that process, we are able to direct everything 
into the right direction. I will dive deeper into those parts of actually building self-awareness and how it's connected to the unconscious and conscious part of our being in later videos. But today I wanted to rise that topic. And emotions come into play specifically here. There, there are unconscious emotions that are triggered straight away when we have a certain uh, situation in front of us and uh, we do unconscious reactions. And then through training our self-awareness to becoming more conscious, we're able to understand those signals and then send other signals down back into the other parts of the brain and feeding them with the needed um, signals to relax. Our conscious mind has really powerful tools to see what is happening and what our other parts of the brain need to relax and send the needed signals for them to step back, which allows us to uh, balance out our emotional states, to balance out our physical reactions and consciously be aware of what is happening and decide what kind of response we would like to give to the situation. That, that is the, the parts of uh, health all around, right? They, we talked about mental health, we talked about emotional health, and we talked about physical health. There are a lot of aspects to that. And um, I would love for you to share some insights in the comments below. If you obtain some additional ideas that uh, you would love to discover further, you would love for us to uh, communicate on further as well. Um, potentially, we, if, uh, if you know these topics deeper than I've discussed currently, we can go live together and discuss those topics uh, in a dual session. I would love to do that as well with you. So uh, let's bring our self-awareness, let's bring our emotional understanding of our health to new levels and develop and dive into those topics more. As well as I want to mention that if you want to work through those things together with me and understand and see what kind of processes you have in yourself and prepare the ideas of what kind of goals would you love to reach in your life in 2021, and work together with me through actually analyzing your life, analyzing your business, analyzing your goals, properly structuring your goals for 2021, as well as diving deeper into self-awareness systems that can help you to build that consciousness in yourself and live a more conscious life and start doing that in 2021, I invite all of you to join my upcoming masterclass, The Two Rabbits, that I call it, is the idea that is business, like succeeding in business and self-realization through the business you love, something of opposite? Or are they a part of a whole that you deserve in your life? That will be what we will be discovering, as well as building a proper vision and actual goals that you can start making a reality in 2021, starting from 1st of January. If you're interested, I, I will add a link below this uh, live session, as well as you can find it in my profile. And I'll be happy to see you on the masterclass. But for today, uh, as I said, if you have any ideas on the topics we touched, leave them below in comments. But for now, talk to you soon.